Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, whoa, 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 check that calendar. We are almost into September, which means we are 13 days away, my friends, from the start of the regular season in Buffalo, New York at Orchard Park. The Pittsburgh Steelers taking on title contenders as they are considered the Buffalo Bills. So it's really exciting. So we're, this is a true hangover today, fellas. And I'm really excited, and we're going to explain the crux of the hangover. But before I do that, let me tell you who my friends are here. Shannon White, at S. White, 4550. Tony Defeo, at Defeo Man, two of the best in the business. I'm proud to I'm proud to share this stage with them every single Monday night on the Steelers hangover. And why do I say that it's a true hangover? Well, gosh. That 34 to 9 loss to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's reason to be hungover, my friends. Yuck. First, let's welcome our friend Shannon Wiggity 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 White. What is up? Oh, still, still recovering from that one. You know, if you, you're going to have to get your butt kicked sometime, and the preseason's the best time to do it. <laughs> you know what? That's funny because um, I uh, I have experienced that in my life, and it's called ninth grade. 1985. <laughs> so, uh, Tony Duffio, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Brian and Shannon? And uh, that, I am hungover from Friday. It, it's like uh, that's what preseason does to you. It's like one of those uh, things, you, substances you buy, you don't know what's in it, and then you you, you partake, and you're like, wow, I, I tripped more than I thought I would. So that's uh, that's that's how preseason football. Is. I don't know what you're doing in your free time and crafting, Tony, but uh, that's uh, wow. Well, yeah. well, you know, just you know how it well, is. A preseason, preseason like that. You never, you never know what's in preseason football. You never know what's what's in it until you until you partake. So hypothetically is what you're saying. Hypothetically, yeah. I don't know. Uh, absolutely. Because if it's a bad substance for me, it's uh, usually usually it's like Sour Patch Kids. You know, because I have to uh, – sorry, I lost my mic here for a second. Um, I have to do a drug test for uh, my new employment. And I was talking to my manager today and uh, my hopefully future manager, and I said to him, I'm like, look – Unless it's uh, 
the only thing you have to worry about with a drug test is if they test for Sour Patch Kids or pizza. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe Uh-oh. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> you know, I mean, if they test for that, then then we're going to have to end this right here. So um, preseason is a box of chocolate. You yes. don't know what you're going to get. That's, that's what I should have said. <laughs> yeah. There you Thank go. You, Thank you. Forrest Defio. Right. Uh, Thank you, Vodka so, Drink. That was fantastic. <laughs> we have to celebrate. We always do this. Vodka Drink Drinker is the second, and Steeler Chick 46 was the first, and we always celebrate the first ones in every single week. So congratulations to Steeler Chick 46. It says, hey, Steelers fam. Vodka Drinker says, why would we panic? We haven't even played a game yet, but trust me, I understand the clever title. Hey, title sell. If I just say, hey, let's talk about the uh, the preseason game. Let's talk about what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Let's talk about the 53-man roster. No, that's not clever. Title sell. You're not <laughs> going to uh, you're not going to go to you're going to go to a movie called The Shawshank Redemption. You're not going <laughs> to you're not going to a movie called Guy Tries to Escape Prison. You know, you're, you're just not. I mean, so Gosh, I can tell you a story about, it's a 2 a.m. story. It's not dirty, but it was just like a crazy story. I'm not going to talk about it now, but my experience at Shawshank Redemption when I first went in 1994 was the most bizarre experience ever. With I mean, there was just things going on with the, with the crowd, and it was really weird. But we'll talk about that the other to- another time. Uh, another thing that I need to talk about, let's uh, go ahead and do this. First, because I've got something big I want to announce, and it is a uh, a Steeler birthday today, um, a legendary Steeler birthday, and I'm going to talk about that. But first, I need to find out. We've got a super chat, boys, and we got to, we need to find the super chat. And there it is. Tyler W gives us five dollars. Had to start by offering Shannon five dollars for being right about Dotson. I was nervous and should have listened to the experts absolutely <laughs> hashtag shannon knows and you know now i might have to pay out five dollars for everything that i thought oh the steelers are going to trade a quarterback the steelers is going to do this the steelers are going to trade jordan berry well that might not be a possibility so we're going to talk about a few things there are definitely some breaking news to talk about there's breaking rumors but i got to talk about this birthday because this is a, a very important birthday to me one of my favorite all-time Steelers turns 74 today, and he is just being honored. He was just honored a few weeks ago. Number 55, John Kolb, Steelers Hall of Honor. So happy birthday to John Kolb, who was born on August 30th, 1947. But gentlemen, that's not important to me. Not as important to me. Because also born on August 30th, 1947, was one William Leonard Davis, which is my dad. Bad dad. Turned 74 today. (laughs) Dad is one of the most selfless men that I've ever met with one of the greatest work ethics ever. Still one of my best friends in the world. Somebody that I trust more than anything. Um, Thick and thin. Uh, I'm blessed to have both my mom and dad. So I got to tell you, dad, I love you. I cherish you. And thank you. I don't, I can't do this without you. 
And I, I'll say this, my biggest fan. Dad is, I don't deserve to have fans, but my dad, I'm almost 50 years old, fellas. I'm going to be 50 this year. And my dad acts like I'm 17 and graduating <laughs> high school with honors and going to medical school. And he's, he's so proud. He'll tell, it's like that scene. You, you know, I love, I love a few good men. One of my favorite movies of all time. And mm -hmm. it's, it's that scene when, uh, when they're talking about their dads, my dad being proud of me, uh, the, uh, the other guy, um, gosh, I can't played by Kevin Pollack. Um, you, you Lieutenant Roseburg or something, uh, Rosewood, I think it's something like that. And, um, so he's like, yeah, they're probably, uh, he's probably, uh, boring the crap out of everybody at the nursing home right now. Um, <laughs> just uh, saying that I, I'm arguing, I'm making arguments. Yeah. He's, uh, mm -hmm. that's my dad. My dad mm -hmm. will tell anybody who listens that I'm on BTSC and he'll talk Steelers and, uh, it's one of the greatest gifts ever. I'm blessed to have a great one. And I'm sure a lot of you do too. Um, so we're, we're in the club. So thanks so much, dad, for all that you've done and all these, uh, all of these out here, all of these, um, these kind words to uh bad dad. I love it. And if you didn't get a chance to see the, the father's day special where he came on tales from 2 AM he stole the show from me because I was an afterthought. <laughs> he sure he's, he's, you know where I get it. You definitely know what. Uh, dad's a Vietnam um, era veteran, and uh, he is uh, the best. So, uh, Dad, I I don't know if you're listening tonight. You usually always do. God bless you, man. I love you. Um, so let's uh, let's move on. Tomorrow at four o'clock is the deadline. Now, this is a weird year because, and it's all going to be weird years because we are used to every single year, every single season, Labor Day weekend. We're used to the fact that there's going to be cuts around three, four o'clock, and we're going to get the whole list. We're going to, we're going to know who everybody <laughs> is. Now, because on Saturday, we ended up with a list of uh, about nine guys on Saturday. Um, a couple, we found out about outside linebacker Jamar Watson today. And then we found out, my gosh, I tried to get a hold of uh, uh, Jeff Hartman. There is a party at the Hartman house right mm -hmm. now. Um, I don't know if the, the family's celebrating, but Jeff is. Because Presley Harvin the third is rumored to be the punter. Now it looked like um, Tom Pelissero just confirmed it right before we went on that Jordan Berry is about to be cut. I thought they were going to actually try to trade him for a seventh round pick. Um, he's going to he's going to sign with the team. He had a really good preseason, but the problem with Jordan Berry is there's consistency. He's he's great with competition. And then the weather turns, and and so so does Jordan Berry. But I want to say this. If this is the last time that we've seen Jordan Berry in a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform, I do want to say this. We did have some great years. We had some good punts. We, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm the guy, once a Steeler, always a Steeler. 
thank you for your time here in Pittsburgh. So I want to ask you fellas, what are your thoughts on what is believed to be, and I'm still going to say this because the cuts are going to be made official tomorrow. They're, they're still kind of rumors because it has not happened. But what are your thoughts if this is true? I'm going to start with Shannon White. I think that it was it was time. Um, I've tried to explain to different people about, like we said, when the weather got colder, you know, Barry's efficiency and, and, and consistency went down. But how do you really test, you know, Harvin, uh, you know, in, in the you know hot August uh, training camp and preseason? Um, I would have put him on a plane and flown him somewhere where it was, you know, freezing but cold and got him out and made him punt with a polar bear charging at him. And if he could still punt good, then I'd say, okay, well, we definitely, we know he can do better. But uh, I have more faith that, you know, because he didn't kick in cold weather climate, you know, in college either. Uh, but I, I still think that uh, we know that Barry struggles with that. So I think it was time to move on. Eastern Kentucky, I believe. You know, I uh, I knew I knew a woman, and this was right when he was about to make the roster. That her uh, fiance, then then her husband, played college football with him, and I talked to him. He was a completely a nice guy, and uh, he was he had talked to Jordan Berry right when he got the gig because it was a surprise when he got it over Brad Wing way back, and I believe I think we're talking to 2015 maybe. Um, so with that, you know, he was talking about how he was excited. Remember, this was a guy that in the off season, he was working midnight shift at a Melbourne, Australia McDonald's. And he went back to Australia and then he, he got, he got the Steelers gig and he was here for a long time. Now, Jeff is, uh, Jeff is definitely, um, uh, Jeff has strong feelings about uh about the punting um one of our good friends dennis sheridan just said you know i i uh i forget exactly what he said but it, it was to the effect that uh barry wasn't terrible here it is which is the best i'll say about him i don't think he was terrible i agree with dennis i i like that assessment um but you know for me i love what we're getting out of presley harvin the third now there were a lot of nervous people especially Jeff Hartman when that when that extra point went bad the other night because <laughs> Harvin was the one holding and that that could have been uh that could have been a factor as well um they think about some things like that so Tony with Presley Harvin the third what do you think do you think he brings an excitement that can't be quelled to Pittsburgh so far so far, but I mean, he's got to, he's got to continue to, he has to outperform Barry eventually, uh, if not right away, certainly uh, sooner rather than later, maybe by the end of the year, he has to really, uh, and, and be, he has to be consistent. Like Shannon said, he hasn't really kicked in the cold. So he has to prove that he can do that. Um, and if I'm Jeff Hartman, uh, I don't know if he's ever seen Friday the 13th part 85, but you know, <laughs> Jason keeps coming back. And last year, Dennis uh, Colquitt was uh signed in favor of Barry. They cut Barry last year and they had to, they had to bring him back. So um, yeah, 
yeah, Barry's gone, but I'm not ready to close the door on his Steeler career just yet because that, because he keeps coming back. And uh, but I'm excited about Harvin, and and, and he, it wasn't a he didn't blow out Barry as far as competition in, in the preseason, but he but he hung in there with them, and, and and he proved that maybe he belongs as far as the, the missed extra point and him holding on uh, for, uh, Saturday. I mean, Chris Boswell's missed some extra points in this day, so I, I'm not ready to, to attribute that to Harvin's uh, holding just yet. So I mean I think I think he, he can be he, he could be a fan favorite but he he has to continue to uh, improve. He did look very angry and that's Boswell when that kick sailed. So mm-hmm. he was making some motions so it was it was almost like he was uh man I had flashbacks to Ace Ventura pet detective and Ray Finkel and Dan Marino. Lace is out. Lace is out. <laughs> You know, that's that's kind of what I was thinking there. And uh, Tony, I, I love the way that you equated this whole thing to uh, Friday the 13th, part 85, which uh, I've got a funny story about Friday, Friday the 13th movies. Uh, when I went to the theater to see my first one, I had a, you know, my best friend who I'm still best friends with to this day. His mom called my mom and said, I'm taking David to see Friday the 13th, part five. And I was all excited because Dudley from Different Strokes was in it. I know, Tony, you'll enjoy that. So um, so my mom's like, I don't think he'll go because I'm a pudding pop. I'm like, well, I'm soft when it comes to like horror movies. I hate them. I don't mm. love, I mean, I still don't love them. You know, my mom, my wife loves uh, loves American Horror Story and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that's too much for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm a wimp. I don't care when it comes to that kind of stuff. There's things I'll be tough with. That, I'm not. So I bought the biggest thing of popcorn ever. I got this big thing of popcorn, butter, and every time, you know when someone's going to get killed in those movies because they're doing the Right. Yeah, there you go. So you know what's going to happen. So here I am, I 12 years old, got this big thing of popcorn. Every time somebody was going to go ahead and, uh, and get killed, my face just went on that popcorn. I never mm-hmm. saw anybody get murdered the whole movie. <laughs> Here's the worst part. Next day in school, we were in chorus. The microphone was on. I, I went up and went. <laughs> so I started doing, I'm like, yeah, I saw this movie. It was awesome. Yeah. I like big man on campus. And I never saw a thing of it. But anyways, so I like to equate this whole thing. And I've done this joke before. It reminds me of Rocky too, And Jeff's fears really they're true because Jordan Berry keeps coming back. And I think of Duke in Rocky too. And Apollo is hell bent on fighting Rocky again. And he says to him, they're in a boardroom and Duke's wearing like a suit. He says, Apollo, I've seen you beat this man. Like I've seen no man be beat before. And the man kept coming back. He's no good for us, baby. He's just no good for us, baby. And that just reminds me of Rocky too. So don't think yeah. that this is the end. Well, yeah. You, and, and, you never and, know. And, and and you know how coaches, how impatient they are with punters and kickers, especially if they're young and inexperienced. If if you know they don't produce right away, they're they're more prone to uh to, to bring out the hook and say, see you later. We're gonna bring back the old guy. So yeah, you just it, it's it's I'm I'm excited about Harvin. But, uh, you know, he, he has to really perform right out of the gate. Barry is far more Freddy Krueger 
because he haunts Jeff Hartman's dreams. Ah, there you go. That's yes. really good. And I apparently, <laughs> apparently, I lost Mean Joe with my story. I guess, uh, I guess I bored him to tears. So I do apologize to anybody that I bored with that story. It's just, a, it's just a glimpse into uh, my excitement. So let's talk about some other guys. Man, the special teams getting a whole makeover. So it looks like uh, Pittsburgh kid Christian Kuntz might be getting the long snapper job. And remember, he's a linebacker too. It's uh, they're not going to play him as a linebacker, but there's a when you throw in the fact that he's a line linebacker and a long snapper, you think of toughness. You just think of just more toughness. So what I'm thinking of here is the fact that Mr. Kennedy, he is. Uh, it looks like he is nobody. Uh, excuse me, he is no longer going to be on the roster. Um, so that's what uh, that's what they're saying right now. Um, so number 57 might be out the door as well. There's another name, and I didn't I didn't talk about this beforehand. And here we go. Shannon, hold on to your hat. You better no, seriously, hold on to your hat. You are sitting down, I know. It looks like. Rico Bussy is going to be cut. Yeah, I've seen that. Now, the the hope is what they're looking to do, they're looking to put him back on the the uh, practice squad. And remember, there's 16 guys on the practice squad, so you might see my man Rico Bussy again. There's also some other news from, from other locales um, of ex-Steelers being cut. One of them that I saw today. Um, well, two of them that I saw today, it it could be maybe the uh, the next Jason could be one <laughs> Sean Davis because he is he going to come back again because Indianapolis cut Sean Davis. Also, Kareth White was cut as well, and so uh, Kareth White was cut by the Buffalo Bills. So those two uh, fellows are out on the market. In fact, I uh, I have a few Davis jerseys, but that's my last name, so that's why I have that. Um, I don't expect Sean Davis to come back, um, but as John C. says, I mean, he would be a good bench guy. Evan is not so sure. He says, oh, God, I don't want to see Sean Davis come back. Um, that, that's the interesting thing about, about these cuts and the names. A lot of people are expecting the Steelers to bring somebody else in, especially at the nickel corner position. Um, nickel, for your thoughts, Shannon White. Are they going to make a move, or is that nickel on the roster right now? According to rumors, uh, you know, they were talking about the Calhoun uh, from the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos, some teams have uh, – uh, a wealth of, you know, cornerback depth. And Brett, let, uh, let me, let me correct you on that. Bryce Callahan. Is Callahan. And that's, yes, not uh, Callahan. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that's one of, uh, that's one of Michael Beck's pet projects mm -hmm. that he, he has, he's been uh, scouting that one. So go ahead. But, uh, you know, I don't know what they could give up at this point, unless you're looking at something in like 2023, maybe at the, if you're trying to trade a future, you know, pick, but um, I, I think that the the secondary is uh, 
I have more confidence in it than a lot of people do at this at this time. Um, you know, Brown Shakir Brown didn't work out, uh, but I like Norwood. You know, he's that was his first Friday night was his first experience in the slot, and he did he had some good plays and some bad plays. Um, but I think he's a possibility. I, I still like Killebrew in the slot, especially depending on matchups. And he's such a short tackler, and he's an excellent blitzer. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just not sure what they would be willing to give up at this point. They might try to bring somebody in that gets cut soon. And that's something that could very well happen, too. Um, Tony Defio your thoughts on this whole situation and real quick uh, shannon said i don't know who they could give up at this point um rumor has it that uh they have been not just that other teams have been uh calling kevin colbert and jeff hartman about jeffrey benedict uh throwing <laughs> jeffrey benedict in on the trade so that could be that could be a definite possibility. I don't know if uh, that might be too rich for our blood. I mean, I I don't think I want to give up Jeffrey Benedict and check out his show tomorrow from the cutting room floor. When oh my gosh, what's he going to be talking about? The defensive back and Nichols. How about that? So there you go, Tony. Your thoughts? Well, I think I think it spoke volumes when. It, you know, they got ready. They moved on from Steven Nelson in the off season and he was set to make $8 million and <coughs> excuse me. And, uh, you know, if you, if you're going to bring somebody in who's making that kind of money, why wouldn't you just keep Steven Nelson? And the reason why they got rid of him is Kevin Colbert said of himself afterwards is because they, they wanted to make room under the salary cap. So if you're going to do that, then I think to me, that says, one or two things, either it's a, it's a huge vote of confidence in Cam Sutton and or James Pierre, or you're just going to hope for the best and, and hope that those guys can develop and, and fill the roles that, that were left behind by Mike Hilton and Steven Nelson. Um, as far as Sean Davis, I know people are, are would think I'm crazy, but I wouldn't mind seeing them bring him back. Just he's a veteran. He's been in the system with them and he could play multiple positions. He could play uh, nickel and he could play safety, both safety positions. You you won't wouldn't want him to start, but at least it's a it's a veteran that's been in the system and, and he would he could provide depth at various positions. He's played slot, he's played both safety positions. I wouldn't mind seeing him come back. And remember, at this point, you're going to thrift shops. Unless you make a trade, you're not getting impact. You're you're getting somebody for the bottom of the 53-man roster to uh, in case of emergency break glass. Right. So that's a guy to look at. Um, and speaking of trades, Chris Pugh, who is one of our very own from the Steelers Power Half Hour. If you have not had a chance to check that show out, you're missing out. That's on audio only on Saturdays where Chris and Joe and Paul, they, they do power rankings and it's a lot of fun and I love it. Third rounder for Jag, CJ Henderson. My gosh, it's getting to the point. I mean, yeah, I would I would give up a third rounder for a guy like C.J. Henderson. The problem is, is your draft is depleted now. And I don't, unless you trade a backup quarterback, which is going to be a lot harder to do at this point, there's really nothing left to trade except for a James Washington as well. So it, it, it's got to, that would be difficult, but. Everybody would love to see a guy like C.J. Henderson. And um, 
So there's there's a lot of things to talk about. And so my question here, okay, so Kevin Colbert says Henderson is traded already? I uh if that has happened, I don't I don't believe that I know about it. So what we're gonna do is uh <laughs> Andrew Wilbar says bad, just wants me to have nothing to scout come draft time. I tell you what. Man, I relied on Mr. Wilbar like crazy, especially when I was doing those uh, Know Your New Enemy shows, <laughs> not shows, those uh, those articles. And I was talking about every single pick made by the opponents in the, in the AFC North. And man, I needed him a lot. So there's some people throwing, throwing out Ebron in a trade. Um, people are saying no to Washington. You know, I mean... Man, I would like to keep all of those uh, those offensive weapons if you could. At this point, um, I, I'm one of those, and I think you guys would agree with me that Ebron does not. Uh, there's kind of this perception that Ebron drops every single pass thrown to him, and I just don't feel like that's the case. I think last year the stats said seven in a 16 game season. Um, so. That's just my thought there, but let's go ahead and do this. And speaking of the AFC North, could a former Steeler be joining a rival in the AFC North? Could we be seeing this guy twice a year? Well, that's a rumor too. We will talk about that when we come back right after this on the Steelers hangover. Stay tuned, my friends. We're coming back. If you're on audio only. Do us a favor, go ahead over and switch on over to number two. Day. 